It's no secret my life is massively demanding right now. We've talked about this before, but let me recap. I have a family, a husband, a home, and a life advice brand to manage. I have creators that I support on a regular basis, and it's legit my business to help them make running their brands and businesses way easier. No pressure though, right? But I love it all. I love my family, our game nights, living room dance parties in the middle of the day, pranks, disrupting my husband. Which she does all the time. A lot. I smile thinking about the memories we make, especially the pranks. I love my work, helping people discover how incredibly unique they are and that they have nothing to prove to anyone other than themselves truly inspires me. Even more, making plans that make all the stuff that overwhelms them easy makes me feel like I've accomplished something that matters. I love my life. I do. I love it. It's what I prayed for. But everything at once can be a lot. Like a lot, a lot. So maybe you're wondering why I'm thinking about this. Am I sad? Am I frustrated? Depressed? Overwhelmed? Do I want to quit? Nah. I'm thinking about it because it's the beginning of a new quarter and a time when I audit myself. It's a time when I give myself a little checkup, kind of like a performance review at work or a well visit for a child or physical for yourself. An audit is a way for me to see how I'm doing and how to plan for what I want next. But this time when I did my audit, it was different. As I started auditing myself, all I could think about was, I wanna do something really meaningful to me. I wanna do something I genuinely want to do, but I don't know what to do. Yep, I don't know what to do or what direction to take. So that's what this episode is all about. What to do when you don't know what to do. Use it to help you find direction for big life decisions when you aren't sure which way to go. Use it to help you find hope and the courage to embrace the beauty of your original, unwinding, unraveling, ever-evolving thoughts. Use it to embrace things that are more meaningful to you so that you can be as disruptive as this world needs you to be. Let's get started. You are listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast with your hosts Dante and Lola, who are here and ready to resource you spiritually, creatively, and socially, so that you can live life and live life better, so that you can do life and do life better, with inspiration that is actionable, kick back, and listen, because your life is about to be Something that has pressed me for the last several months, but more in the last few days, is I need change. Like something or some things needs to change. Can you agree, Dante? I can definitely agree. Now, if you've heard my podcast on making room for growth, you already know that I'm ready to cut back, unlearn, say no to desperate moves, and be me. And I've done that. We've done that. Especially the cutting back part. We've changed our schedule around a lot. In the last several months, I've changed my schedule a lot, but all of the changes on top of the need for more 
made me question myself. I was like, dang, you just shifted things around a few months ago. Now you need to do it again. Then my inner critic started talking. Maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're not capable. Maybe you're not the person for the job. But you are the person for the job. Thank you, babe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought about all those things. I was feeling bad. I finally understood through experience what people meant when they said they felt like an imposter. But then I had to check myself like, no, ma'am, you do a lot. Tons. More than the average person. You do the work of a team. Have you ever had to talk to yourself like that? Like encourage yourself outside of yourself like third person? Yes. Like you were your own friend? Yes. I had to be my own self-motivator. Yeah. So that's what I had to do. I encouraged myself like I would a friend. And I needed that. Sometimes people cannot translate to you everything you need to hear. They can't. And you know what's going on on the inside. So you got to tell yourself, wait a minute. No, like you got to look at what you're doing. No, I do a lot. First of all, I do the work of a team and I am one person. Exactly. (laughs) But I needed all of that. I needed all of that. I needed to realize the weight of what I do and the weight of what I carry. I needed to give myself room to be human. I needed to extend to me the same grace that I give to others. I needed to say okay to myself, and it's okay if you need to let go of some things. It's okay if you need to adjust your schedule again, even though you just did it. It's okay if something or some things need to change for you. And it's got to be more drastic than norm. You need a big change. And I think that is normal. I think it's okay to say, hey, I need to shift some things around. I'm not going to be able to handle what I'm doing. I need to change a few things. I think what's not normal is when we don't feel like we need to agree with what our body, our soul, and our spirit is telling us. Wow, that's really big. Sidebar for a moment. So I think it's really funny how our spirit tells us things way before our body gets it. Like what? Like you're tired before your body says take a nap. Mm. Like you're already feeling tired. And then you get that trigger, like take a nap. You're already getting dehydrated by the time your brain says, I'm thirsty, and you decide to take a drink. Oh, okay. Or if you've been sitting down for too long and your body starts to ache and it's like, oh, you need to stretch. Right. That's exactly it. So for me, I was already getting signals that change needed to happen. I was already getting those shifts in in the spirit. Like it was already happening. Then it started translating to my mind. I was already getting it, but it didn't hit until the point that it started hitting my body and the things that impacted me. Like, wow, you're carrying a lot of stuff there. Like, mm-hmm. when when do you take rest? You know what I'm saying? When are you breaking? Does that make sense? It does make sense. So my point is, I was already getting cues in my spirit before it got to the point of where my body was beginning to feel like, hey, you need to shift some stuff around in your schedule. You're carrying a lot. The same is for everyone. We get cues to change, to shift, and to do something different from what we're doing, but we often ignore it. I've ignored it a few times too. So I bring all of this up to my hubs, minus the sidebar part that just came. And I was like, hey, what direction should we go in? 
Then I blurted out something I'd been thinking about, something my spirit had already been thinking about, something my mind had already started to entertain as like a crazy idea. But I never thought about it seriously enough to say it out loud, write it down, or tell anyone. You know, something is serious when you like say it out loud, Mm -hmm. when you write it down, or when you tell somebody. (laughs) If it's just in your head, it's kind of just like, okay, that's just something floating around in that thing up there. I went ahead and just went with it. I blurted out the most unpredictable, unconventional thing I could think of saying. And as soon as it came out, I didn't feel weird or crazy. I didn't feel like Dante was going to say to me, what the heck are you thinking, lady? I just felt peace. The worry surrounding all of my questions and my longing for these answers on what to do, not knowing what to do, went away. And peace just came. And then on top of that, I had this confidence like immediately that this crazy unconventional thing that you just said out your mouth will work. It can work and it will work. I love it. Now, before you go thinking, you got to plan that quick. What was the answer? How did you know what to do when you didn't know what to do? Let me tell you, I didn't get the answer yet, but I have an answer on what to do next. And that's what I have peace about. Which brings me to my first point. When you don't know what to do, you don't need to rush the answer. Not knowing what to do is big and scary enough without you rushing it. Now, for me, I love to plan. I'm an over planner. My husband knows this. I'm sorry, I was laughing a little bit. Yes, she's most definitely an over planner, but I love her for it. Whatever. I do. I put provisions in my plans for things that most people wouldn't think about. Would never think about. I don't like surprises. I like to know what's happening. You laughing? Mm -hmm. I see you. Why don't you say something instead of laughing? Because anytime I've tried to surprise Lola, it's been 21 questions. I can't go grab flowers. Where are you going? What are you grabbing there? Do you need something? Oh, can I come with you? No, I'm trying to surprise you, Lola. Let me just surprise you. And then I walk out of the car before I've even gotten the flowers out of the car. Did you bring me flowers? Epic fail. And it's not the first time. Mm-hmm. In most cases, it's a good thing. Not when Dante is trying to surprise me. But anywho, in these moments where I want to know what to do when I don't know what to do, is definitely not a good thing. It makes me anxious for answers. And when anyone, you and me included, is anxious, it clouds our thinking making it easier to make bad decisions, which is not good, right? We don't want to make bad decisions. No, we don't. Because we're stressed, we're worrying, and that sometimes makes us even a little bit desperate. So first things first, when you don't know what to do, don't rush. You have time. The moment I decided not to rush, I realized something bigger. I was really rushing God for an answer. Wow. I like to have... God, give me direction about my life. You may be different, and that's okay. Especially when I'm changing something or getting ready to do something real, real big. Really big, pivotal moments. I want to get insight. I don't ask God things like, what should I wake up and eat today? That's kind of like your parent. When you got to a certain age, you didn't ask your parent, hey, what should I make today for dinner? No. Like, <laughs> no. You're just going to make your dinner and going about your business. But exactly. If it's a bigger life decision, you may call home and say, 
mom, dad, help me out with this, or whoever you look up to for that wisdom, that guidance. It's the same way I do with God. So in the midst of all of this, I was rushing him. I was rushing his direction. I was rushing his guidance. But then I was like, I can't rush his response. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I mean, I could, but I don't want to. I want to choose to trust him and know that the answers will come and that answers will come with application. It's so funny. I actually talked about that on a vlog recently and then completely forgot about it (laughs) when it came to me, like thinking about this decision that I needed to make. I forgot about it. Isn't that something? You know what's crazy? Something you said earlier about how your spirit will tell you something before your body does or before you, um, you know, before the other senses come in. I actually just thought about it, how you wrote a blog because your spirit was already communicating with you before this decision even arose. Absolutely. Which another side note, that's why I like to go back and look at things that I've written Because I'm like, wow, this is almost like a map. I'm talking about stuff before I have to deal with it. And sometimes it's a few months in advance. Sometimes it's very quickly. And then other times it can be like a year. Like, well, we're preparing a year in advance. And then we have to deal with something as it comes. So for you that's listening, I would suggest you go back and read things you write. And if you're not writing, I would strongly suggest that you start journaling. Mm. You'd be amazed. It's like a map. Wow. When you thought that there was no direction, no guidance, when you thought that things were just happening, just by luck, chance, random of occurrence, you will go back and begin to look and see like, wow, something is divinely guiding my life. That's awesome. And that is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get back to this. Back to my point. Oh, and if you're wondering about the vlog, Answers Come with the Application, I'll put a link in today's episode so you can get it. Now, back to my point. Teachers give assignments and homework so that students can apply what they've learned and in turn gain true understanding. My journey and your journey in life is no different. As we apply what we know and what we've learned, we grow. We gain insight. We gain understanding. Thus, we gain answers. That's why I say answers come with application. Everything that I've done, I haven't known that I was going to do it in the beginning. I just started going with what God said. And as I went with that, I got more clarity. Mm. I got more answers as I applied what I had. So after that thought came, then I had this other epiphany. Aren't they wonderful? So I got this other epiphany that peace is an answer from God. I was looking for an answer, and though I didn't get a tangible voice, I didn't get a voice in my heart, I did get a feeling. And we talked about this on another podcast, Sensing the Voice of God, right? Yeah. It's not always about an audible voice. Mm -mm. You can feel his presence, and that's an answer. So that piece was the answer that I needed. It was the answer that I needed to just start and just decide, to go forward and let my feet go where my words were failing, where my insight was failing, where my knowledge was failing, to let my feet go where my mind couldn't even see and conceive where was my next. Does that make sense? That makes total sense to me. 
the feeling of peace helped me move forward when I didn't know what to do. And to be quite honest with you, still don't completely know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) So first things first is, is don't rush. Don't rush your answer. Don't rush the response. The next point that I have here is, I'm sorry, did you have something you wanted to say? No, I did not. I'm actually ready for this next point because I feel like I'm learning too. We all are. It's so funny how we started doing this podcast. We really just started talking. And Dante wanted me to scratch his head, which never happens. Ever. So I was scratching his head and I was like, okay, I need you to transcribe these thoughts that are coming. And he started typing the thoughts. And after we got through like the first part, what did you say? When we got through the first part, I was thinking, I'm interested because I'm not really sure what you're going to say. And it's causing me a whole bunch of intrigue. So what are you going to say next? And what did I say? I don't even know. Right. I was like, I don't know what I'm about to say. (laughs) And I was serious. I meant that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I guess even this whole podcast is kind of like a prophetic, God-inspired demonstration Mm -hmm. of where I am in life. Because the beginning of this message, I didn't have a message. Mm -hmm. You know, God gave me the message. And there's so many different prophets in the Bible that had to live out experiences as prophetic acts and as prophecy. Some of them were really terrible. I'm like, man, I'm so glad we got Jesus because there was one prophet, his name is Hosea. He had to marry a prostitute. Hmm. I was like, okay. So if God tells you to marry a prostitute, you're going to be like, okay, reluctantly, right? Yes. To be honest. Reluctantly. But then what if he comes back and hits you with the ooey and he's like, I need you to lay down and have babies with her. What's going to happen then? I wish they could see your face. Uh, ooh. So I was just thinking me and God about to be having this debate. <laughs> <laughs> you say what now, sir? Um, now, I did the first part. I, I was all in agreement. I, reluctantly, but I was in agreement. Now, you, you want me to have babies with right. her? Right. You're like... You and she's still prostituting. I know, right? Like that's, that's you know, like, her profession is not over, <laughs> right? It, it wasn't like she's done. She's still prostituting. You want me to have children, right? You want me to lay down and risk my life, my life. <laughs> so there's people in the Bible that have had to do things to demonstrate something that God was portraying, and in, in Hosea's case, God was saying. Man, I've been faithful to my people, but my people is like this prostitute that just, they come home and they just keep leaving, Mm. you know, and just keep doing me wrong and just doing me dirty. They're not faithful to me. And I'm so faithful to them. I'm a good husband. I take care of them and I do all of this and that. So even like that revelation just hit me, babe. I didn't even realize that when we started this podcast, it really started as nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's this place that we're heading into like a real deeper call into faith. You know what I'm saying? I do. Wow. Did that just hit you? That did. That's, that was kind of a profound moment because I didn't realize that either until you said it. And now it's just like this revelation where like, whoa, he has a plan and he's, you know, he's slowly saying, okay, it's coming. Well, sorry. (laughs) Which kind of brings me into this next point. This is perfect. A perfect segue When you don't know what to do and you're looking for direction, you need to make sure that whatever you're thinking about 
is meaningful to you because more meaningful things are calling. This is a good compass to use to guide you with everything in life, career, work, love, what is meaningful to you, what Mm. matters to you, defining that, discovering that, always engaging with that because it'll change over time. What are your meaningful things? What matters to you? What do you want to do in the next six months, 12 months, three years? Notice I didn't say, what do you want to do next week? Or what do you want to do next month? I did that for a reason. When you don't know what to do and you've got to make a big decision, short-term choices matter. You and I know that. Everything we do daily makes for that future we want, right? It either makes or breaks that future that we want. But long-term goals matter more. And we've got to get out of this short-sighted thinking, Mm -hmm. this short-sighted perspective where I'm just thinking about next week. We've got to get out of that desperation mindset. And we've got to get into longevity. What matters? What's meaningful? Babe, I know you got something you want to say about that. I'm just thinking about how right you are because these short-term choices, these short-term goals, these short-term moments where you're thinking about what I'm going to do next week may give you a little bit of satisfaction or a euphoria feeling at that moment. But keep in mind, all of these short-term quick choices that you make are only going to give you that satisfaction for a moment. These long-term meaningful choices, these meaningful long-term goals are going to give you, I want to think of the right word for it. They're going to give you a feeling of peace, euphoria that goes beyond just that moment. Mm -hmm. You're really going to see something and feel it and it's going to be meaningful. It's going to really and truly matter to you. And you're so right. When we knock out short-sighted tasks, it does make us feel good. It releases chemicals in our brain that make us feel good, which is why it's addictive and why we're driven to do it, which is why it's easy to do it. But man, get out of that and think about the meaningful things, something that is going to bring you, like Dante said, the peace and that euphoria that will go beyond that moment that won't be as short as your goal is. (laughs) You know, by the end of the day, I want to do this. Wow, that's a great goal. Do that. But start thinking about the more meaningful things. Now, as soon as I made my big decision, I felt so much peace because I knew it was going to make room for me to do more meaningful things. And Dante and I started talking about it. He was like, you know, you should be doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I know I should be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so good because my choice was not for anyone else. Although it's going to serve people, although it's going to help people, which brings me to a little side point. Do not make your decision for anyone else. When you don't know what to do, do not make your decision for anyone else. And you may be saying I'm not, but to be honest, a lot of decisions that people make are for other people, meaning they are largely influenced by others, our environment, the people we love, sometimes the people we don't even like, my goodness, (laughs) where other people think we need to be, what they think we should be doing, or what you see your classmates doing. You start thinking, I don't have that kind of car yet, or my house doesn't look like that, or maybe I'm still written. 
Or you cringe and you say, I'm still living with my parents. And there is nothing wrong with that. Wherever you are, there is nothing wrong with that. As long as it leads you to your meaningful goal. I just had to say that. But I think I've made my point. The point is this. A lot of things that we do are influenced by other people. So as you think about what to do when you don't know what to do, make sure that whatever you do matters to you first. Let it be meaningful and make sure it is not influenced by others. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. No, I was just thinking like how important it is to make sure that what you're doing matters to you first because the last thing you want to do is make these big, huge decisions with someone else's life in mind. Yeah, life in mind. That's good. Thank you. Let's get on to the next point. The last point is have the courage to be disruptive. I know when we hear that word, people automatically think disruptive is negative, but no, you can be productively disruptive. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of inventions that are disruptive and they're good. So when you hear that word disruptive, don't just think, oh, that means I need to sit my tail down. No, think about the internet. Yeah. It's disruptive. Think about, man, ride sharing services. Mm -hmm. That's disruptive. Think about these things. Think about, man, cloud storage. I don't need floppy disk. No. I don't even need, what are those things called? Hard drives? I don't, not a hard drive. Things you plug into your computer and save data. Oh, uh, flash drives. Yeah, I don't need a flash drive. Like, we can just put it on a cloud. Yep. To be honest, you know, all of these things are disruptive and they're good. So that's the first thing I wanted to say before we moved into this. Because I don't want you to have that mindset that disruptive is negative. No, reframe that word. It's not negative unless you're making it negative. Okay? So have the courage to be disruptive. This means that sometimes you're going to be misunderstood. But you will also always stay true to you. You'll stay true to your more meaningful things. Having the courage to be disruptive means that you'll sometimes do things that you haven't been taught, that you will pioneer new models and new methods. But this does mean that you'll pave the way for others, right? Right. So it's okay that you don't fit into molds and templates, but that you actually break old molds and build new ones. Having the courage to be disruptive also means that sometimes you'll go against what the experts say. And you have to have that courage to say, yeah, The experts say do this one thing, but I have a strong feeling that if I do something different, it'll work out for me. That actually made me think about something that Lola said while we were talking about this. She said, most people don't want to rock the boat. I want to tip the boat over. It made me think that's the mindset of a disruptive person. A disruptive person doesn't want to just fall in line. They want to make a new one. I like that. A disruptive person can change the culture around them. Because we would not be where we are today without disruptive creators who saw and thought differently. And then they had the courage to act on it. Can you guys do that? Can you be disruptive? Can you bring the world what it needs because you decide to be different? Because you decide to be you? Because you decide to create new models? Because you decide that, hey, I did learn this, but I think... I could try to do it another way. I think you can because Dante and I are doing it. 
We're doing it right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it right now. That's something to think about. That is something to think about. Which brings us to this. You probably want to know what our big decision is and what we're doing. What led us to make this podcast? What led us to talk about what to do when you don't know what to do? You want to tell them? No, I think you should. I think (laughs) you need to let them know. Okay. So the big decision that we're making is I'm going to take a big break from social media. I am leaving social media indefinitely. When I said that to my husband, my husband was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Then he was like, indefinitely? That's a new word that I didn't see on that. You didn't tell me that up front, indefinitely? I was like, yeah, indefinitely. And it's because there are more meaningful things calling me and I'm brave enough to pursue them. Now, don't worry, you and me can stay in touch offline through text messages, email, my blog, thesmokingprofit.com. It's going to be there. The podcast and in my private group. And if you didn't know about my private group, I'll throw a link in today's episode description. Do I know how Dante and I are going to do all of this and how it's going to work? Not yet. But I have peace and that's what I need. I don't need all the answers yet because the answers come with the application. And I don't need to rush God because he's with me. And it doesn't need to make sense because not everything that's disruptive makes sense immediately. Ask Noah. He built a boat to prepare for a flood when people hadn't even seen rain. Ooh, I love that. That makes me smile. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm excited about this new adventure. And I hope that you are too. I hope that you're excited for your new adventure, your new journey off into something that is more meaningful to you. And I hope that this episode helps you know what to do when you don't know what to do. So don't rush your decision. Make sure your choices are meaningful to you and be brave enough to be disruptive. That's right. And be sure to check out today's episode description because we're going to have some content in there that you'll want and also ways you can stay in contact with both of us. Until next time, have the most amazing life. Bye. You didn't say it like me. I'm not going to say it like you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.